What's up, everyone? I'm your host, Bilal Mia, the editor-in-chief of theworkprint.com. And <laughs> I'm back! If you last remember me, if you're a loyal podcast listener, I was on the Game of Thrones series finale podcast, where I still have not gotten my fellow podcasty Jen Stayrook a cheesecake for being no, gone. No, he has not. I completely forgot about that. Jen and, did not. <laughs> and uh, joining us as well has been the host of the previous two. Uh, what did you call it, Christian? Uh, this is Dang. the host-themed podcast, and yeah. That, yeah. that and like TV talk and Spidey talk and every iteration of talk you can imagine because I've run out of ideas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to, to put it like this, I've been so busy since the end of Game of Thrones that when I tried logging back into the site we use to record these podcasts, I don't. I didn't remember the password. Uh, I had to reset it. Uh, <laughs> Christian you reset has, it. Uh, yeah, I had to reset it. I couldn't remember it. Oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, the, the Game of Thrones was in May. Yeah. It's now September. Yeah. That's the entire summer. That's Don't like you use, summer like, break. A variant of the same password for literally everything. You know what? That's what I thought. Like even I... even Alyssa uses that same variant of a password for all of her stuff. Like even her personal stuff. So that's the, pretty oh, funny. The, yeah. So if we're talking password security here, um, the only thing that doesn't follow that is my personal email it's completely different and that one there's nothing else like it because if somebody got into my personal email i'd probably be screwed same i have various passwords but like they're all kind of the same but the number is like kind of different so what i do is i'll either like reverse the actual password as in i'll spell it backwards or i'll put like a certain fixed number of like dots and zeros or like actual like if instead of the number seven i'll put like one through seven or it'll be like something 15 and i'll write all the way through 15 so i have this weird stupid weird system that makes sense only to me and so what what is normally your password so then i can reverse it <laughs> and add numbers you know christian when you uh when you tried to set up this podcast i tried to envision what it might be Mm-hmm. This was not in any of the things that I envisioned. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now that I am back, and the hosting podcast um, has two episodes, I am taking executive uh, editor in chief privilege here and mm-hmm. renaming this podcast to the Work Printers because um, mm-hmm. that's who we are. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we should live and breathe it. Uh, I think Christian's idea of um, giving us some more personality. Uh, is a fantastic idea. Um, I, yeah. I have plenty of personality. I, I, all right. So uh, l- let me talk about my relationship with Jen. Uh, <laughs> I, she was introduced to me when I used to write for the site called Pop the Mole back in the day uh, through one of the editors there named Trisha. And Jen had pitched this gaming uh, feature called uh, Die Another Play. I will never forget this uh, feature series. It was essentially reviews of video games by the... Jen, correct me if I'm wrong, but the number of times you die, or just, like, how death How, yeah, basically, uh, because the thing is, is that, um, as much as I like to think I'm good at video games, I'm really not. (laughs) And so, uh, I essentially reviewed different games based on how I died. And so, like, how often I died, um, how graphic the the deaths were, um 
how easy or or otherwise it was for me to die, uh, how frustrating the deaths were, and, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, and, and it just wasn't that. Like, I don't know if you guys know this about Jen, but she is really good at graphic design, and she had like the death Mario image as like the review scale. Um, Jen, you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah, I um, I still have. Uh, I think uh, Photoshop files for him. Oh man. I should, should go back really, to that. You really should bring that back. I should uh, bring that back because I, I mean, actually did really like writing those. I think yeah. the first one that I did was for uh, the Tomb Raider reboot, too. Ooh. Ooh. So. I just started playing the first one over again like a month ago. Um, The very first one, like PS1? Like 20, I'm sorry. The, no, no, no. The, uh, the 2013 the reboot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the yeah so the. Reboot. Crystal yeah. Dynamics reboot of Tomb the Raider. one that Sony made a movie of and is now making a sequel to. Uh, but they no, didn't no. do the story it didn't justice because well. they just. Oh no, no! It, it's getting a sequel. It was is it really? Today. Yeah, I think it was announced yesterday or today. Um, uh, Alicia Vikander is coming back. Yep. I mean, that... I'm fine with Alicia Vikander. Um, T- to be honest, I actually really liked the movie. I was sad that nobody watched it, which is why I'm very surprised they're making a sequel. I need them to do a better storyline. <laughs> like, want... I mean, the thing that, that was so great about the Tomb Raider re- reboot was not just Laura Croft, but the cast of characters around her. Who and died? And it's like, uh, die. a lot of them survive. Like, two. But that's <laughs> not true. Well, wait, are we at talking least, about the movie? At the least movie? three of them survive. Reyes, okay. Jonas, Sam. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, so, that's actually a lot more than I thought. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And so, they should have taken that, more of that dynamic with it, right? Like, and they didn't. It was just, oh, here's Laura Croft and some dude. Yeah, I'll give you that. And we're um, going to do some hand-fisted romance stuff. I, I mean, you have to have romance. No, you don't, Bilal. We've discussed How are you going to bring the women... To the theaters, if there's no romance. I'm, I'm being sarca- sarcastic here. We oh. always love to pull Jen's leg. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, but speaking of video game movies, um, mm-hmm. did it, most of them tend to not be great. Like, the Assassin's Creed movie was missing a third. Uh, like, it got, to, it got two-thirds of the way through the story, and then they just ended it. It was really jarring. I watched it on an airplane. Uh, I was really disappointed. And then you think it's something they would just kind of forget about. And then they incorporated the movie into the video games. So it's now actually part of the lore. Uh, and How it's is that maddening. Um, I, don't, I, I don't know. But uh, essentially, the new protagonist in, I, th- I believe it's Origins and Odyssey, Layla uh, Hassan. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go through her emails, she actually worked with the lady scientist in the Assassin's Creed movie to create, like, that giant orb thingy that picked up Michael Fassbender when he was in the Animus. Um, so, like, all, there's, like, an email trail of how she helped to work on that. Um, and, like, it, it, it's lore. That movie is Assassin's That's Creed weird. lore. That's weird. It's also as very it meta, but it kind of makes sense in that world because it's a very expensive. I mean, yeah, that's kind of how that world works, and, and that's fine. I think what frustrates me a lot about uh, video game movies in general is that, like, there's there's a whole subsect of YouTube where people make video game movies, right? Mm-hmm. Like they just edit down a lot of cutscenes from different video games and put them up on YouTube. And granted, 
some of them can be lengthy. Um, we're talking like four hours for some of these. But like, if that's people who are not in the industry who can do this, like, I don't understand how video games can have such powerful stories. And again, I know, I know, I know, I know that you're spending, um, you know, maybe 30, 50, 100 hours with these characters. So you're going to be able to tell a much richer, deeper story. Mm-hmm. I get that when it comes to movies. But how do they miss the mark so often with like what is good and what is fun about these movies, about about these games, right? Like the different dynamics. And so I think that like with Tomb Raider as an example, mm-hmm. I think all they saw was, oh, Part yeah, four. strong female character who's going to get into a lot of physical trouble and she's just going to do way too many pull-ups. Like parkour, lots of parkour, lots of ridiculous parkour. jumping over explosions and um, falling cliff sides, and just it's insane. Did I and say like, parkour? That's what they took from that. That's what they took from the Tomb Raider reboot. Hardcore and, parkour. Yes. Y- you know, you <laughs> know sorry. what hardcore parkour video game movie I liked, even what? though there's a casting issue. The Prince hmm? of Persia one with Jake Gyllenhaal. I like that one too. It, it just throw parkour in a movie and I'll watch it. I even watched the one with the the guy from the werewolf from Twilight. That was pretty bad. Wait, which one? Wait, what? There was a movie starring the the werewolf kid from Twilight, and it's just Lawrence. him doing part. What's up? Was it John Carter? Taylor Lautner. Did he? Taylor Lautner. Yeah, yeah. Movie? He does like parkour, and he falls in love with this other girl, and they do parkour together. And the entire movie oh, is about literally parkour. a movie about parkour. It's a movie about parkour, exactly. And and Taylor Lautner, oh. and it there's no plot really. It's just them jumping around, being bad people. Tracers, I, yes, tracers. But wow, um, to bring it back full circle, if you throw parkour in a in a thing, it's just really entertaining. That's why I think Uncharted is going to be amazing because I can I can't wait to see Spider Man, be Nathan Drake, doing parkour. Wow, that movie barely words. made money. What, uh, Tracers? Tracers, yeah. Oh, Tracers it, was awful. It, it had you, a you budget it solely <laughs> for the parkour. It, it had a budget of eleven million. Uh, it probably was marketed all to hell because he was a Twilight star. Was and that still when he was a Twilight star, though? I I would imagine. Like, what what year was that? Twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's far removed from the Twilight no, startup. Was breaking, when was Breaking Dawn? I think. That was like twenty, late twenty tens or twenty eleven, maybe. Right? Yeah, that was that was Breaking Dawn Part Two, which you know what, I read, I read those Twilight books. Breaking Dawn Part Two does justice to the end of that series. You should. Um, I don't know. You're right. That's <laughs> it's three years. Twenty twelve was the last one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's yeah. too far removed. Yeah. Well, he probably yeah. shot it in twenty thirteen or fourteen, like a year or two, but they didn't release it till twenty fifteen, given the nature of low budget filmmaking, right? Yeah, so. like what isn't that what they did with um, Red Dawn? I the believe movie so. with uh, Thor and I don't know why I'm just totally spacing on uh, Chris. Scarlett Hensler. Johansson? No, Chris. Hensler. Oh, that's Red Sparrow. Uh, Red Dawn. Red Dawn and uh, Josh Hutcherson. Uh, they shot that movie like three or four years before they actually released it, and it just didn't do well. Damn. Yeah. Um. So, and, like, the thing with video game movies for me is that, like, I don't even mind campy 
right? Like, I enjoy it. I enjoy yeah. a good action movie for the sake of action movies. I actually really liked Warcraft as a movie. I, I love that one, it. too. You guys are I, picking ones that I love. Yeah, I Warcraft really I love a lot, like, and like, and like, And I love a lot of, like, ridiculously campy movies, yeah. right? It's funny that you mentioned that, too, because in both Warcraft and... Um, and Tomb Raider, that Asian guy is in both of them. Uh, what is his name? Uh, he's the main character in Into the Bad If Lines. I try to guess his name, I sound racist, so I'm not, I'm not allowed to do that. Daniel Wu. That See, was that a very was not, easy That guess. was not even who I was going to guess. Wow. <laughs> so I was so glad I did not guess. Um, yeah. yeah, and so, but like, I think they try too hard to take those video game movies and then turn them into potentially like, Marvel style movies or movies that are going to win Oscars or movies that are, you know what I mean? Like they, they're looking to Oscars and video games do not <laughs> go or Oscar worthy films and video game movies don't go hand in hand. I should say, I mean, but let's you... be honest too. Like let's, let's, let's talk about like Oscar nominee movies. Like we, we should be watching acclaimed Detective movies Pikachu. that tell great stories, <laughs> but yes, like the Detective Pikachu. If I look at the list of Oscar-nominated movies over the last, I don't know, even five years, I've probably watched one-tenth of them. Yeah. I think the only time I saw multiple Best Nomination movies was the year, um, was it, not Lady in the Water, The Shape The Shape, shape of Water. water. Yeah, the Shape of Water. Me and my wife sat down and decided to watch three movies and those three movies ended up winning uh, a lot of awards so we picked the correct three to watch right well that's how it Oscars. always is every oscar season there's just like those select few ones that just sweep everything right but mm-hmm. then best picture goes to the random one that everyone feels kind of sorry for if that makes any sense Damn. I, don't, I don't know you're saying the shape of water you're saying guillermo del toro got a pity oscar he did because um, honestly uh um th- the uh, Pan's Labyrinth should deserve the Oscar. Oh my God, Pan's yes, Labyrinth is so I good. I love that's my favorite. Love, love mm. that movie. I saw um, on Reddit a couple of days ago. It was a th- an Ask Reddit thread about like which movies like haunted you and stayed with you, mm-hmm. and Pan's Labyrinth was near the top. And that's definitely one that mm-hmm. I would put in that list is Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. like it's one of those movies that I love to pieces, but I can only watch every couple of years. No, you same know, here. You know like emotional movies do you guys remember the first movie you ever cried in <laughs> I, I, I remember mine and I, it, it was one I, so yeah you go first though i it wasn't my plan to watch this movie my sister went to uh blockbuster rented it on vhs i think i believe it was called the little princess um and it's about this girl who has to stay at a boarding house. She has like a dad that goes off to the movie. war. And at the very end of the movie, like her dad, like, they tell her her dad dies, and then she has to go live in the attic with like this other orphan girl, and like they just treat them like shit. Uh, and I think she came from a fairly rich family because she like the head mistress or master, uh, you know, took really good care of her. But apparently her dad didn't die, and he was like across the street or like uh, in a different house. And he has amnesia, and he doesn't remember his daughter. And it's, like, the end of this movie, and, like, she sees him, she's screaming at him to remember, and they're, like, pulling her away. And I'm, like, I'm just, like, this kid. I think it was, like, second grade. And I'm just, like, in the basement, like, behind my sister, and I'm just, like, bawling. I'm just, like, why won't you remember your daughter? Just remember your daughter. She loves you. Someone save this poor girl. Um, (laughs) 
Yeah, that's the first time I cried. So dark. I mean, I think. I mean, honestly, like I cry at everything. But like, if I if I think about it, the one that I probably like first really cried at was probably the Lion King, right? Like the one that like I actually remember was probably the Lion King. That was Um, the top one for me too. But what? uh, What about the Lion King? What? What do you mean? What? Oh, I said like what? What was it about Lion King? Oh, Mufasa's death. Oh, okay. Yeah, like. Um, but, uh, I think, like, the first movie that I watched that, like, really, like, really made me, like, ugly, gross cry, Moulin Rouge. Whoa. My Moulin oh, Rouge. No. I, I did something about, uh, Ewan McGregor crying broke me. Like, absolutely ah. snapped me in half to where, like, I was just sobbing hysterically afterwards. No. Yeah, I don't know. I was. I mean, I love Ewan McGregor, and I think he is the point, best Obi Wan. He. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's All I remember about Mulan Rouge is Lady Marmalade. Yeah. See, I remember I had to watch that it for video. College. That music video does does not explain anything about the movie at all. Mm-hmm. It just got a lot of my friends in trouble in French class when they had to speak their only words of French that they knew for the first time. And it was always voulu vous coucher avec quoi. <laughs> and the French teacher would just be like, get out. Yeah. Yeah, I would have hated teaching French at that At, at that, that period, point. yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, my first movie that I cried in was hands down Jurassic Park because those dinosaurs were terrifying. And I oh. was four. Oh, you cried because you were scared? Yeah, okay. I was four. I don't, I don't think that counts. That totally yeah. counts, man. No, we need like an emotional. Yeah, like, I want. I, want, I was like... emotionally traumatized by dinosaurs, guys. <laughs> I see. I, I think you're cheating. I, is it? Because yeah. not that long after, I had to watch Jaws for the first time. I did not have a responsible family that was like, "Oh yeah, you should not see these, you know, scary things for little kids." And immediately after watching Jaws, I was horrified of the water particularly toilets, so that every time I had to use the bathroom, I would flush the toilet and then immediately run outside, terrified that Jaws would eat me from my butthole. (laughs) Okay, that's amazing. I mean, okay, so if we're going to go that route, then definitely my first one was it. Ooh. Yeah. If we're going that one, it was it, and then it was The Sixth Sense. Like, both of those scarred me as a child. It? Again, Sixth Sense? I'm a little curious. I saw that movie in the theater, like, the weekend that it came out. I should not have been allowed in that theater. I was way too young to be in that theater. I have no idea how I got into that theater because I only went with friends. There were no adults present. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so I just, I was a very sensitive kid already. And the idea of being a, like, and at that, it, gonna get like really personal here y'all um before i saw that movie maybe a couple of weeks before there was a kid in my neighborhood who had passed away because he got hit by a train oh shit that was uh, so i lived in a neighborhood that was like a block away from train tracks and so and he was he was a little deaf boy who was hit and killed by a train and um so watching that movie all i could think about was the idea that like this little deaf boy was walking around and maybe only I could see him. Like, what if I opened my bedroom door and I could see that little boy? 
I got terrified. Like the what ifs of of death for me. Oh yeah, broke me. Damn. That's dark. Yeah. yeah. Got into some heavy shit real quick, y'all. Better strap so, in. So I think for me, like, I didn't cry, but I got nightmares. So it was a double feature in our house. Um, it was Jurassic Park on VHS, which everybody loved, especially when the guy gets eaten on the toilet. God, I'd laugh so hard every time. Oh um, <laughs> but then right after that, somebody popped in The Exorcist. Oh, no. Oh, oh. God. My, one of my cousins was traumatized uh, by The Exorcist uh, and Jeopardy because right after he watched The Exorcist, Jeopardy, um, uh, they switched the channel to, I guess, Jeopardy and the theme song start playing. So every time he heard a, a theme song for Jeopardy, uh, he would get, like, really, really scared because he thought a, a child Oh, no, uh, he possessed. had, like, a Pavlovian response yeah. to Jeopardy. the Jeopardy music. That's, really That's so funny. terrible. <laughs> Yeah, and he now he does trivia. He never does trivia, like ever. <laughs> no, actually, now he's a pretty avid moviegoer. He actually has um, a 4K projector set up. So he bought he bought him and his brother bought his parents a uh, house. They moved into a bigger place, and uh, just down in Virginia. And over there, the the house they got, the master bedroom was so big. They're like, and the, the house already had so many different bedrooms that each every person had their own room as it is. They took the master bedroom and they turned it into a theater room. And he set up like a 200-inch screen with a 4K projector. And so every time we go, we just like watch a movie. And uh, it, the room is above the garage, so you can literally. And the house is on a corner, uh, so you can literally play the, the volume as loud as you want. And it leads to some really epic um, nights of movies. Uh, yeah, big screens are really nice. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. for 4K. Yeah. Uh, so. I think we talk more movies than we usually do on these podcasts, which is... I know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Has anyone caught anything in theaters lately? Um, I'm planning to see It next, which is why I was going to mention it when you mentioned it, Jen. Because oh. I... Mm-hmm. Did you have you seen the the new one? Or the no. one that came out two no. years ago? No. Oh, it's so good. I will it, not. It's pretty I will good. Not. I do not. Nope. Yeah. I don't do scary as it is. I, Bilal knows this. I'm a giant coward. Okay. Um, I do not like being scared. It's not fun for me. And uh, definitely no big old nope, nope, nope for it. See, for because I, I, I also was really afraid of the clowns in the original It movie. But what helped me with this one was there was this Netflix series called Hemlock Grove. And uh, the Star- Skarsgård kid, the guy who plays Pennywise, uh, is it Kellen or Stellan? I don't remember his, his first name. Uh, Stellan is the older one. Okay. So then, right? yeah. I'm trying and to... Alexander is the sexy one. Is that is that the Skarsgård here? I don't remember. No, Scars. the Alexander was um, True Blood. So then, um, is it Bill? I think it's Bill. Skarsgård, it's... I mean, it's a talented family. Yeah, it is Bill. Yes. Well, yeah, because the Skarsgård. Yeah. So Bill Skarsgård, he's in this. He was in this TV show called Hemlock Grove, and it was this horror show uh, directed by Eli Roth, and um, this was like a, one of the Netflix originals, like you know, back in the day when it was just Orange Is the New Black and like BoJack Horseman and and this Hemlock Grove, and uh, in it he plays this vampire, but here's the thing, it's one of the worst things I've ever seen. Like in mm. the best way possible, though. Uh, 
It is so over the top and so kind of silly. Uh, it, it's almost like a parody of Twilight while trying to take itself too seriously, while somehow being a parody of almost every monster trope you can imagine. And so seeing him in that made it so hard for me to be afraid of Pennywise and him as, as the demon clown thing, because I just remember his lines from Hemlock Grove. I just remember him trying to be a vampire with a really awful accent while accidentally falling in love with his best friend, who's also a werewolf. I don't know. It It's 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 a good way to desensitize yourself from it, is what I'm trying to say. So for anybody who wants to watch it and is too afraid of Pennywise, check out Hemlock Grove. And you'll laugh when you see the clown show up on screen. At least I did. If that's a veiled criticism of me, I won't hear it and I won't respond to it. <laughs> well, no, no, no. This is literally just for no, anyone no. who has No, 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 no. It's fine. Damn. Just, you know, peddling your, uh, your advice. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, <laughs> I, I thought it was funny. <laughs> I'm here to make this uncomfortable for you, Christian. I appreciate it. <laughs> so, Jen, have you caught anything lately in theaters? Uh, in theaters, no. It's been a it's been a minute since I've gone to the theater. Um, I'm trying to think of what movies I've even just sat and watched. I think, yeah, I think the last movie that I actually just sat down and watched was um, the animated uh, Batman Hush. Oh, you oh. watched it. What you think? That? Um, I mean, I think it's a pretty, pretty accurate uh, portrayal of the comic book. But so bre- break it break it down for me because I don't really read anything DC. I'm not going to break it down for you because I feel like it would spoil it. Why? Well, I, I don't well, know. If I'm ever gonna re- I don't like, know that I am capable of breaking it down for you and not spoiling it. And okay. it really does have a good turn. Okay. Here's the here's the funny part about this whole thing. Um. Jad and I recruited a podcast in Hush that we are waiting to release because uh, he's going to write the article. So sometime down the line, there will be a Hush podcast dedicated to... I'm to so glad that uh, you guys asked me. It's, it's actually well, Jen, 60 minutes bef- of like, silence. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. This is way before like, you even mentioned it just now. I didn't even know you watched before it. Before I even mentioned it just now. Oh, no. Yeah. All right. No. So uh, as uh, so uh, anyway, executive privilege, um, Christian, you and Jad will now have to re- record this 60-minute silent <laughs> podcast with Jen. Yep. Um, yep. And it has to go. be silent. Just silence. There's nothing. Just silence. Why about Jen just adds like director commentary on top of Oh my god. I Jen is so here for that. Yeah. Um (laughs) No, okay, so I guess I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty accurate rendition of the Hush storyline. Like I don't think they like they made enough small changes to make me not feel like I was completely rereading the comic. But my biggest issue, honestly, with um, a lot of the DC animated movies. And I enjoy them. Like, I legit really do enjoy them. I watch them when they come out. Um, and, like, I mean, I still think, like, Mask of the Phantasm is, like, the best of the best for them, story-wise. But um, all of the voice actors, especially Jason O'Mara, who voiced Batman, all sound like they are trying to imitate Kevin Conroy who was voicing Batman (laughs) when they voice him so like it just sounds like this like terrible 
knockoff of who Batman should be. So it comes across as really stilted and it drives me crazy. I completely agree with you on that one because I actually did miss Kevin Conroy a lot for that one. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I like I don't want to be that kind of purist who's like, oh, it's Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. That's it. Like, that's the be-all, end-all. Yeah. I don't think that at all. And I actually really did enjoy Roger Craig Smith when he voiced Batman in Arkham Origins, the yeah. video game. Yeah. Um, and he's done it for a couple of, like, smaller Batman things. But I thought he was good. He was fine. He had enough emotion and inflection in Batman's voice to not feel like he was just pretending to be Kevin Conroy. Isn't um, he, like, also your best friend? He's, I mean, like, look, we just, you know, we get dinner every other Friday. It's totally fine. It's great. <laughs> yeah, um, that, you, you interviewed him for something. I interviewed um, him a couple of times. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Name dropping. I, well, I, I wasn't name dropping. I wasn't throwing anything out there that was Bilal. I was going to be completely cool about it. Look, um, <laughs> we are the work printers, and we just need to let people know we're just not an average podcast here. We, we, we know people. Yeah. We, we know people. We know people. We know, like, four or five people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, will, I will mention that uh, for that movie in particular, they had a lot of cameo, uh, like, famous actors and actresses. It was kind of weird. Yeah, like I mean, voices. not as not as many as like the normal ones, though. Are you sure? Because like, dude, Rain Wilson was in it. Freaking Dwight from The Office. Oh yeah, see, but like, those are weird to me. Yeah, because Rain Wilson was also in The Meg, and he was not good in The Meg. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think any of them were like like when you when you say like cameo voices like that, like I expect like oh Tara Strong is in it. You know what I mean? Like, you throwing yeah. in a random celebrity like Rain Wilson in there irritates me. Well, you know what's funny is Tara Strong was in this one. I know, but, but like, that's teeny tiny. Well, but that's, that's, but that's what part. I mean. Is, is that like Wasn't she the original voice of uh, Harley Quinn? Harley Quinn, and, yeah. 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 So why so, not just have her play the character? I don't know. She maybe is busy. I don't know. She does a lot of voice acting. I feel like they just wanted all these, like, A-listers or something to, to be the cast for some marketing purpose. And that's, I think, what drives me crazy, too, is that they try to make it into bigger productions instead of sticking... To, like, like actual traditional voice actors. Yeah. Yeah. Who need the work. Well, not even just who need the work, but just who obviously have the experience... That, too. ...to do well. Yeah. Rebecca Romaine was in this one. Why? Yeah. That was weird. Who was she? Oh, she was Lois Lane. Yeah. Weird. So, anyway, yeah, so that's yeah. that's the only uh, movie that I can think of that that I've watched. Like, it's just been, honestly, it's just been me trying to catch up with TV shows, uh, Critical Role. Oh, ah, sweet. And I got I to episode two of Critical Role. Those episodes Cam are long. Campaign one or two? Cam I started with campaign two. Um, yeah. Because I did the Adventure Zone, um, their first campaign. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed the McElroy uh, brothers, um, mostly from their video game stuff. But um, the Mabim Bam, huh? Do Do you not listen to Mabim Bam? My no. brother, my brother, and me. And actually, I I listened to a few episodes early on, but it just didn't catch me uh, the way I was hoping. Um, I find it irritating, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I, I do like they used to do a podcast over at the uh, over at Polygon dot com mm -hmm. uh, called the Besties. Uh, and I really enjoyed that. Uh, 
But, yeah, no, I've been trying to get into Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, there was this, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, I tweeted it, but Twitter is endless void of emptiness. Uh, there was this really heartbreaking story uh, thread uh, about this guy's grandma that w- used to play D&D with them. Uh, oh, I she, saw that. I, I think I saw you posted that on Facebook, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I did it on Facebook. Okay, but, somebody else posted that, but yeah. I know the story, yeah. It's just, it's just so so heartbreaking. Like uh, the grandma had like one year left to live, or or she got sick. Um, but she created this like no, was it a gnome or an elf? Uh, and like every she really got into D and D, and it was just like just this really a special touching story. Um, the Twitter Hi. user shared yeah. um, with everyone, and, it, and it, it went viral. But it, like my wife saw that, and she's like, I really want to try D and D now, and I was like, I've been asking you for about two years if <laughs> we could try Dungeons and Dragons um, but like that's that's the funny thing about Dungeons and Dragons in my uh, opinion it's like people think of D&D like it is that there's the you know pen and paper uh, you sit down like roll the dice but like a lot of those aspects are everywhere in everyday life now that most people don't even realize um, that they might be dealing with some sort of <laughs> Those Dungeons and Dragons aspects. Yeah. Um, um, Knights so of the Old Republic used the D&D system, I believe. Mm-hmm. And a lot of RPGing, I believe, uses the die roll uh, schematic. But yeah, I don't know. I, I used to play D&D in 2011, but uh, I didn't keep up with it. But I will say that it's a lot of fun. And um, I don't know. It's I, so what's hard up? to get people together. It, that is that is the most difficult, frustrating yeah. thing is that trying to get the group of people to stick together with it. so that you can play and and have like consistency with characters so that like you all remember kind of what you're doing. I think for me and a lot of the people that I end up playing D and D with, it almost always ends up just being a one shot because yeah. it's so hard to get people together. Because I mean, and even you know, kind of what you touched on a little bit below with Critical Role is that like these episodes are so long, like yeah. it's difficult for me to catch up with Critical Role because each episode is like three and a half hours long, and they're so good, right? Yeah, and the, vo- the voice acting alone, unbelievable. Yeah. I was listening to it in podcast form, uh, decided to switch over to video when I was home one day, and just you see the voices come out of these people and you're just like, what the hell? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's phenomenal. Like Matt Mercer alone sells mm-hmm. critical role because just the way that he can flip between the different voices, uh, the way that he tells the story. Like I've also listened to the adventure zone and I, I am a big fan of the McElroy brothers and I love the way that Griffin, especially mm-hmm. managed to tell a, um, a long form narrative with the D and D uh, campaign that he had with his brothers and his dad like it started off as like the starter campaign uh, from D&D and then weaved itself into the adventure zone yeah. and I really enjoyed that and I thought that was good but for me critical role is just like 10 steps above that because of the, the really quality is. in it because these are voice actors right like mm-hmm. when you when you listen to the adventure zone you're a little aware like their funny bits are because of their fourth wall breaking right and their and their characters are mostly variations of who they are as people like magnus rushing in mm, yeah that's travis so um it's 
that's that. But then you watch Critical Role, and these are voice actors who have been in the industry for decades plus, whatever. And they are capable of stepping into another character's shoes just like that. And it's not just quality voices, it's quality character development. And there's, you know, there's moments where, like, you see something that happens in episode two, and then there's this amazing, gut-wrenching payoff for this small thing that happens in episode 46. And, like, it's like, oh my gosh, these little things that have been building and building and building and building, and then there's this payoff, and you're like, holy shit, oh my gosh, my, I'm, I'm crying, and I don't know why I'm crying. And, like, it's, it's so worth it. And I really like that from even a player standpoint with being able to play D&D and inhabit these different characters. So, um, yeah, I really did uh, like that story that you're talking about, Bilal, about the grandmother who was playing D&D with her grandson and how that impacted her and you know yeah. the little drawings that she had they were so cute the letters yeah. that she wrote and oh, it was so like, sweet like, and she, genuine she really got into it and it, it's just like you don't expect some you know, like old people are stuck in their ways so it was just nice seeing something like something like this happen like uh, if my dad ever saw me playing a tabletop game and came up to me and was like hey I want in on this I would just be like, I'm dreaming. This is not real, but I would love it if it happened. Um, it's just, it's just something that I wish I saw more of. Um, it's such a good bonding experience. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, this past summer, my sister came with my nephew and niece, and they're a bit older. I think my nephew just turned eleven, and my niece is seven. Um, and they're really into Pokemon cards. Like my nephew plays in tournaments, and he's won tournaments. Wow. Um, like. Yeah, he, uh, it's really strange to me, but he, I would wake up in the morning, come downstairs to my computer, put on Twitch, and watch, uh, streamers that play, like, the Pokemon trading card game, like, they had, like, the desktop, uh, application version of it, and, like, at first I was freaking out, because I was like, why is he on Twitch? Like, does he, (laughs) does my sister know what happens on Twitch? But, like, it was just this one channel, it was this one guy, but, like, and he would, like, listen to their strategies. He'd build decks around them. And I, there was, like, a pre-release event that was happening in Jersey. He, he was telling me early how he was going to miss it uh, because he was in Jersey. He would normally go in Houston, uh, where he's from. And I, the first thing I did was I looked it up. I found the place, like, the day before he left. And we went. And it was just so nice to engage with my nephew and niece with something like this, like, just nerd them, pure nerd them, <laughs> uh, and they had a blast, and I had this memory with them forever, uh, so, it, it, I, I just, I don't know if it's a cultural thing, but it, it's just, you build these stories, uh, I mean, Pokemon is a trading card game, but, like, there's a story behind it for, like, uh, the, the three of us, uh, there's a story behind it, people that play D&D together, like, you remember those moments like i'm playing gloomhaven with my friends right now which is like a tabletop structured like scenario based uh dungeon dragons thing me and my buddies haven't played since may because life has gotten in the way but uh we are like chomping to get back to it uh now that like just our lives have kind of adjusted uh but like we look forward to those nights where we can just get together sit around the table and just laugh and have fun and make up our own stories yeah. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Aw. That's pretty sweet. Um, 
I wanted to touch upon some of the movies I was, uh, but I don't want to, this to run too long. Um, so I'll just quickly go through what I have seen, and if you guys have any thoughts, then I'll leave that to you. Um, crap. So I just saw The Good, uh, good Boys, uh, which is like super bad, but with middle schoolers. Mm-hmm. Uh, highly recommend it if you need a laugh. It is pretty fantastic. Um, is and that then Seth Rogen? Or? Seth Rogen, yeah. Okay. And then if you are, I was stuck on a 16-hour flight from Abu Dhabi to uh, JFK, and instead of sleeping, I decided to stay awake the entire time, and I watched The Martian again. Um, (laughs) The Lego Movie 2, which is way too much of a musical. It's kind of like what Disney Channel is now with older shows, like everyone's just singing. Um, I wasn't too big on it. I watched Tolkien, which I really enjoyed, uh, but I really wanted... Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Um, but I, the problem was I really wanted to watch Lord of the Rings after, and yeah. the plane did not have it, so I was really uh, upset. Hmm. Um, I checked out The Hate You Give, which was fantastic. Oh my gosh, um, love that and love the book. Highly yeah. recommend it. Um, the Wedding Guest with Dev Patel, who plays like he plays this like I wouldn't say assassin, but he's like a I guess you could technically call him that. Like, the, he's hired to do a job. Um, and it's the story of how he and his victim kind of go across Pakistan and India. Um, wasn't a big fan of the ending because uh, I kind of saw it coming, but pretty interesting uh, movie for a plane. Uh, and then I got through 90% of the Meg. I have like a half hour left of it. It's a long movie. And That's so they weird. turned off the system, yeah. and I'm really mad because I really want to know what happens in those last 30 minutes, even though uh, I'm not enjoying the movie as much. <laughs> it's really weird because out of all the actors involved in that movie, you would think Jason Statham was just there for the check, but he's carrying that movie on his back. Mm. Uh, Jason Statham, Statham is a hardworking actor. He really is. Yeah. That's why he's... In Calvin and Shaw, or Shaw, whatever. I don't remember. Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Calvin and Hobbs. Wow. Uh, Yeah. Because he's working hard for that paycheck with The Rock. I mean, no, like, okay, you can make fun of Jason Statham for all of the action (laughs) movies that he does, and all of, like, the kind of ridiculous campy movies that he does, like, um, what was the fantasy series that he did uh, for The King or something? Um, In the Name of the King. Uh... I actually really like that movie too, but uh, <laughs> I, I laugh because like you can tell your face lit up when you when you said that. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I love all of those ridiculous, over the top fantasy movies. Like that is my niche. Have you watched Dark Crystal yet? No. No, I haven't watched Dark Crystal yet. It's okay. on my list, but um, I I can't talk yet, or I can't even write about it. It's too long. I thought it was a a, a movie sequel. I didn't realize it's a ten hour, I think longer than ten hour, like TV series fully in depth all the backstory it, it's incredible but it just it seems like a daunting task and i don't think i can do i that want to watch it but those puppets creep me out more oh than my god i'm so glad it. i'm not alone on that oh i'm so glad like everybody's like point. oh i love dark crystal and i'm like ah as a kid they really creeped me out yeah, yeah they're really creepy the stilt walkers and such yeah no, I mean just all the puppets everything about it the creeps me out i just yeah. don't i just don't like puppets in general and yeah, it just. Mm. So, are you pro Muppets? Or? No, I am. Not. I am not. Oh, Sad damn. face. Kermit the Frog. 
I did not watch Sesame Street as a kid. What? Big Bird. Big Bird's kind of freaky looking back at it because he's a giant bird. Cannot do it. Okay, he's not a puppet. It's just a person. What about Cookie Monster? No, Cookie Monster is amazing. Oh, Jen, you can't disrespect Cookie Monster. Come on. I'm not disrespecting anything. He needs to just stay out of my house. Well, it's not Cookie Monster anymore, right? It's Veggie Monster, or did they go back on that? Nah, he's he's. 100%. 100%. It's just a front. He's there for the paycheck. He's collecting the bonus <laughs> just monster. Just a front. Right. He's still I'm addicted so to cookies. We have this, yes, this yeah. insider info. Yeah, yeah T- TMZ just reported he's back uh, in uh, uh, rehab. Back on the habit. Yeah. 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 He's fallen yeah. off the wagon. He's, he's yeah. in the cookies or, again. Oreo put out like yeah. a new pumpkin spice Oreo or something this season, and that was it for Cookie Monster. Yeah. He's a big, bit basic. Big cookie but... could not have him leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he even has a vape, um, cookie flavored. Oh gosh! I'm, yeah. See, this is this is why. Oh. Cannot get behind this nonsense. No. So thank puppets. You. No, no to puppets. No to puppets. Do not, do not like puppets. So like, Ch- Chucky is probably your most horrifying. Oh fuck no! Fuck Chucky. Okay. That's no. Nope. Yo, um, child's play, terrifying. I hate dolls. My sister used to have dolls too. that. Because the thing with, like, those dolls from back in the 90s is, like, their eyelids would, like, kind of stay open as you move their head back and forth. And so the way my sister would place it on the bed, it just always looked like the doll was looking at me. Nuh-uh. Like, that, that doll is moving. Toy Story is real. I know nope. that doll is so out to kill me when I'm not you, looking. If nope. you really want to hate dolls and be horrified even worse than Chucky... See, I feel like you keep giving us this this stuff that sounds like it should be advice, but it really just sounds awful. All right. Well, uh, Lore, Aaron Mankey and Lore Podcast and Lore, who we interviewed back in last Comic-Con in NYCC. Uh, there's a really oh. good episode of Lore called uh, Robert the Doll. Highly recommend you check it out. Uh, TLDR. Is this going to help me with my fear of dolls? Oh, it's going to make it worse because apparently Chucky was based off a real story and that it talks about the real story. Wait, this is like Annabelle all over again. Oh, no, no, no. Annabelle's fiction. Robert the Doll. Wait, Annabelle's fiction? Yeah. So, well, Robert me... the Doll is allegedly real. Or at least that's what they say. The stories all right. say. But if you if you want a really good experience about the, uh, dolls, definitely check that one out. Uh, just to give some context, when I first listened to it, it was 3 in the morning, and I was driving uh, hour 16 in the middle of Texas, and me and my buddy were ready to kind of cash out and, like, crash. But if we crashed... Like, we were, it's the middle of the desert. We can't just take a nap and expect not to get hurt or, or something bad to happen. So, like, we needed to both stay awake. And I put on uh, that episode of Lore, and it was particularly Robert the Doll. And when he got to the end of it, let's just say I was, like, wide awake for the next hour and a half, which was great because, like, yeah. I it's mean, horrifying. I guess it worked, but there are other ways to stay awake. I feel like. <sighs> I don't know. On, ro- on road trips, it's. It's very hard to stay awake sometimes. It is, and again, I, we were in the middle yeah. of nowhere. There was no coffee or anything else around, so, like, this is all we had. It was like, all right, we need to find a place to crash, and we need to stay up. So. All right, so I just want to go back on the hierarchy of this. Um, Annabelle is based off the Conjuring universe, uh, which is based off of two actual real people, um, the Warrens. I think Lorraine just passed away uh, last month. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Annabelle is fake, even though it's based off a real universe, just like the nun is fake. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Chucky, who is this doll, is based off a true story? It's based off Robert the Doll and, and Robert, this this painter from Florida. Yes, it's based off a true story. And, and 
you, again. I hate that you've told me this. I hate that I now have this information <laughs> in my brain. That like now, whenever I think about Chucky or anything related to Chucky, or I see some kind of doll in a toy store aisle, <laughs> and I'm reminded of how terrifying dolls are, I'm going to remember that you told me, Christian, <laughs> that Chucky is based off of a real story. Well, I should the Chucky set. character, no, but the, the doll, yeah, yeah. The story of Chucky is based off of something that is real, and that is the only information that my brain is going to retain. <laughs> I'm just going to send Jen a cheesecake, but it's going to come with a Chucky doll. <laughs> okay, then I want you to be prepared for what you get in return. Oh, God. If that happens, I just want you to be ready for what comes next. <laughs> She's going to send you an Annabelle, an Annabelle cheesecake. Oh, God, no. <laughs> this will be, this will be no. a recurring thing every Halloween since that's coming up. Uh, all right. Um, I'd love to, uh, I want to wrap this up soon. We're already near the yeah. hour mark. Um, so uh, we, I wanted to talk about games because that's literally all I've been playing, but <laughs> I'll say that for the games cast, which I really do want to record one of, because uh, I know, Christian, you've been playing Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah. Jen, have you been playing anything? Maybe we could tease something. Um, I have been playing a game. I just, just last night, started playing a game called Heat. And, I mean, below you know this, I have a penchant because of the guys that I play video games with. I have a penchant for playing really, really bad multiplayer survival games. That are in early access. <laughs> that are in early access. Is Ark? Did Ark ever come out of early access? Ark came out of early access. Yeah, I think like a year ago. Okay. Hmm. Um, but yeah, and this game, it's set in the Wild West, and I feel like that's all I need to say about that. <laughs> uh, it's by the same developers who made uh, Star Forge and Reign of Kings. Okay. If either of you know those... I know Starforge. Those abominations. Yeah. Um, so, clearly, I do not learn from past mistakes. Yeah. I have bought more video games than I know what to do with, and then Nintendo just dropped a direct that, like, my wallet is closed. All I've been playing is Destiny 2. I got back into it, and it's fantastic. I feel like every time I talk to you, every time you're like, oh, we should start up the GameCast, you, you're you mm -hmm. playing some form of Destiny again. And I don't <laughs> think that you ever actually quit it. No, I I did. think you just want us to think that you quit it. No, so I quit I quit Destiny once I hit the I max level cap. I wish I could quit cap. you. <laughs> I, I quit Destiny when I, uh, when it, I, I mean, I did everything and when the game initially released and the two DLCs came out, I didn't play those. Forsaken released and I bought it, but I didn't play through it, and so this p past May, I got back into it because of a co-worker was, that played Destiny. Uh, he was just telling me of all the stuff that was going on. Uh, so I picked up like the season pass um, for it, and there was just so much to do. I, like, I, it, it, like, video games have moved into a spot where, like, for me, it's like games, uh, games as service. Like you pick a game and you just kind of play that game. Uh, back in the day, it might have been like World of Warcraft, but nowadays, like every game is like Overwatch. Like people that play Overwatch uh, are still playing Overwatch. They that's the game they are playing. And then like occasionally, something will come out that's big enough that you'll take you away for like fifteen to twenty hours. But then you'll go back to that game. Um, this is so, what Destiny Two is becoming for me. 
I just want to say, I want to say two things. First, you describing that and like your ins and outs of your relationship with Destiny, it sounds like to me that Maliha is sitting right next to you and you're like trying to go, no, baby, look, I did quit it. Listen, I did. I did quit it for a little while and I just went back because so-and-so went back. Like, that's the only reason why I went back. I promise I'm not (laughs) addicted to it. I promise it's okay. Like... I'm not still well, playing Destiny. So it's totally okay. And she's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I don't fucking believe you. It's it, it's actually pretty interesting because the time I do game is preposterous. Uh, I like when I come home from work, I might have an hour, hour and a half before Malia comes home. So I'll, maybe I'll play something there. I'll take care of some other stuff. Then once Malia comes home, we'll grab dinner and then we'll watch TV. Or um, and like. We have so much to catch up on. Uh, we just caught up on Jersey Shore Family Vacation. Um, I can't remember what else we've been watching, but there's so much nowadays that like it's so easy to fall behind on. Um, I'm trying desperately to finish the final season of Orange is the New Black. Oh, I loved it. That it's was so it. bleak, though. It, it, I'm so sad. Yeah. Do you it, think it, it'll it win, is, like, an Emmy? Is, is it, it, like, really good, or is it just, like, satisfying? Really I don't good. know if I would put it as really good. Okay. Yeah, it's really <clears throat> good, but I don't think it's Emmy good. Okay. Um, but I, I think it it wrapped up things very nicely. Um, damn, we need to do a TV cast podcast as well. Right? We have um, TV talk! That's the whole point! Yeah. But yeah, but the guy who's general. in charge of it, like, he hasn't really, like, been on top of it yeah. lately, so it's like, oh, I don't know. I'm tired. I do so much for the yeah. site already, guys. Why yeah, you don't really you do. love me? You don't do enough, Christian, honestly. I don't know why you're even complaining. Yeah. It's just, like, Come on, you Christian. just sound like you're whining right now. Yo, and... my coverage of Stranger Things killed it for us in July. That's all I'm going to really say. Did. Mic drop. Yeah. But, um... See, now who's name dropping? Stranger Things? <laughs> or Mike? Mike. Okay, go um, on. Yeah, but, uh, so we watch TV at night, and then Maliha goes to bed uh, maybe around 11, 11.30, and then I'll, I will game from 11.30 to maybe, like, 4. Mm. Oh, how do you go to work so, in the morning? I, so, it worked. Like, I've gotten used to the schedule of where I can function on, like, three to four hours of sleep, but come Friday, uh, Fridays I get to work from home, uh, but Friday night, I'm usually, like, in bed by, like, 10 or 11 um and i just knock out and then my batteries are recharged for the next six days and i'll be up late um, oh my gosh so what I cookies are for cookie monster murder people yeah is what destiny and video games is to blow yeah but like i've bought way too many like i bought astro chain i bought marvel Un- ultimate alliance 3 oh. uh, i haven't touched them i have literally not even fired them up i bought control which i'm actually really enjoying but oh i want to keep... play that i got that too and i keep meaning to play Yo. it Awesome female lead, like that's, fantastic. You know that's my, yeah. you know that's my jam. Um, yeah, it's it's actually really nice. Like I wasn't a big fan of Quantum Break, but Control is like hitting all the right boxes for me. It starts off, uh, I think the first hour is a bit slow, but like as soon as you get your first like telekinetic power, mm, the game just takes off. Um, and it has like a nice David Lynchian Twin Peaks type feel to it all. Um, but you know what? We'll save all that for the games cast. Yes, um, sounds good. Yeah. So guys, it was. N- you know, it was great seeing you, uh, talking to you guys, mm-hmm. uh, after so long. Uh, I think we'll be doing these weekly, or with different rotating casts. Yeah, basically. Uh, as long as we have, like, a podcast up once a week, I'm yeah. satisfied. And so, uh, I know 
we're still waiting to hear back from Comic-Con, but I think, I believe we should all be at New York Comic-Con, uh, all being Christian, myself, Nicole, hopefully Jed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if Alyssa is going, or if she applied. Um, I actually need to talk to Alyssa. I haven't heard from her in so long. Um, but yeah, there's that. And then I have some ideas as well to revitalize the site. Uh, maybe next week we'll talk about what it takes to run a blog <laughs> or a site. I, d- I don't 20, know how we describe ourselves. 29th um, century. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah. Are we a blog or are we a site? I think that confuses a lot of people when I bring it up. <clears throat> um, I, I always know. just say site because yeah. I think it legitimizes us more. Yeah. Well, to be honest, we've, we've done enough where we could say we're beyond a blog at this point, given that, that, the podcast. That's how I feel. The, everything that we do, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> That's how I feel in the long run. Even my wife, one time I referred to the work print as a blog, and she's like, it's not a blog, it's a site. Don't don't devalue your work like that. So, Aw, see, I I'm love at... her. I want to marry her. I mean, blogs are great too, but like, yes, no. at this point, yeah. with the amount of reviews we do especially, and podcasts, I, we, we've gotten away just from strictly opinion. Don't get me wrong, we definitely yeah. give our opinions, but like, it's more than that, you know? Um, lots of other sites give their No, opinions. I mean, we should be giving opinions left and right. Oh, no, but I'm saying, like, because a blog, I feel, is definitely, like, mostly opinionated, but, like, we do a little bit of everything, which I like. I mean, reviews are opinions. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, too. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, where can we find you, Jen? Um, you can find me on Twitter, at Jen Stayrook, and the same on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Where we, there's adorable pictures of your son going to third grade. I know. He's Congratulations. getting so big, you guys. Yes. I don't like uh, it. Christian, what about you? Uh, I'm XN underscore Angelus on Instagram and Twitter, and I'm going to be XNAngelus.com. I'm getting my website up within the next month and a half or two months, uh, where you can see my writing, like my professional writing and my portfolio, and hire me, hopefully. Yay. Yes. Yay. And he's also on LinkedIn as Christian Angelus because we connected. We did. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I'm, yes. I'm trying so hard with all these things because I never cared about any of this crap before. And then I joined yeah. the WorkPrint, and now I'm all about social media, which is weird. Yeah. And uh, you guys can always follow me at Bilal underscore Mion, where I'm always tweeting my destiny achievements. I got a triumph seal yesterday. I haven't tweeted about it yet, but I'm dying <laughs> to, but I didn't get a good image. Um, so I'm working on that. Uh, We're so proud of you, Bilal. Yeah. And you know what? You could always follow us at the work print across yes. every um, social media out there. And comment on our stuff. Share it. Mm-hmm. Become part of the work print family. Unless you're going to be mean. I can't handle yeah. it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Become a work printer. Yeah. And then go, come on the podcast and we can talk about nerdy things we, we yeah. walk we welcome everyone to write on the site can you write you're hired <laughs> all right we'll catch you guys later Bye-bye. bye bye adios